Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. All righty, folks. Here we go. Here we go. It is Tuesday. It's July 27th. We are live on the Tamas Island Twitch. As always, I am your co-host, Ross W. Berman IV, the Folk City Hustler, the Culture Vulture, the Wrestling Journalist, the uh, the the Wrestling Journalist at Large here at Thomas Island. We, uh, as always, we have our co-host, Tama Tonga. He is currently on vacation, so he is going to be kind of third-wheeling things with us uh, for the evening. Uh, he will definitely be in the chat. If you're on if you're on Twitch with us right now and you're in, in that subscriber uh, chat bar, Tama is going to be in there. His internet is a little laggy because, as you can see there, he's on the beach. He's having a good time. He's getting some rest and relaxation. And we are joined this week on the podcast by uh, a, a longtime Islander, a man who has been a, a highlight of the happy hours, and we're just happy to happy to have him here and talk and wrestling with us. John, John, how are hey. you feeling today? Thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. This is nice. I, yeah. I feel like I'm on vacation because Tom is on vacation. I feel yep. I feel that vibe and oh, yeah. uh, I'm loving it. Yeah. You got you, you got the vacation lighting right now for anyone that oh, can, yeah. can see us. I've got my I've got a banana shirt on. It's, it's vacation vibes here on the island, but uh it is anything but vacation vibes in the world of professional wrestling right now. It's getting it's crazy out there, folks. It's not just crazy. It's there's it, everything is happening. Every single thing. Let's start with uh with last week. AEW, they go off the air with uh uh if if i'm not mistaken last last week was wait which uh, it's been so long it's been so long john was last week the debut of hikuleo was was last week the the (laughs) tnt debut of of bullet club's young gun hikuleo he faced off again he he showed down one-on-one in the ring after john after uh Lance Archer defeated John Moxley for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, ending an over 570-day reign for John Moxley. Uh, uh, John, what did you think of this? It was a hell of a match, a Texas death match, a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom. What did you think of, of the match and the historic change? I think I think actually the most important thing is how it's set up, mm-hmm. kind of like, like Hikuleo. I mean, it sets like a precedent, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't now. Now there's it, that kind of sets a vibe for that whole that whole situation, doesn't it? Yeah, no, the fact, exactly. The fact the fact that he saw that carnage go down and mm-hmm. then went, yeah, I could get down with this. Like, yeah, yep. I could. Come on, he just jumps right in. Exactly, exactly. It definitely uh, it puts a really big spotlight on uh, on the the young gun, and it definitely and Thomas family is returning to TNT for the the first time since since the late uh, I believe either late nineties or two thousands. Haku was a a a staple of of WCW programming as Ming, and now Hikuleo out there in his his first match on TNT is going to be this Wednesday, and it's going to be for a title. That's a pretty fucking good debut, pardon my French. Like that, hell yeah! Shout out to Hikuleo. Shout out to. Uh, to last week's AEW and what's to come for uh, for fight for the fallen this Wednesday, but uh, yeah, AEW definitely kind of on a tear. They did another uh, near historic number for uh, their their company for their company. Their ratings were uh, insane. They that can't, uh, they, be a, that can't be a coincidence, right? 
No, I mean, well, it, it's coinciding with the fact that, like, everything is just calming down enough in the world at large that the news is, you can miss the news now. Like, there was a time where if, if you missed, uh, if you ever didn't watch the news, uh, you would be missing some really important stuff. But now you can can kind of miss the news, and the news is losing those ratings wars to wrestling that used to be a given. I used to I used to make a joke, if wrestling can get more exciting than the news, they can become the number one thing on cable. And, uh, well, guess what? They've become the number one thing on cable. They're more exciting than the news. So, uh, shout out to, uh, shout out to AEW for breaking that, uh, breaking that record. And even, even Raw and SmackDown are not, they're, they're down, but they're not doing terribly. They are still definitely in that top, uh, top five cable, uh, uh, standings. So, uh, what do you, what do you kind of think of wrestling, if not necessarily getting popular again, John, wrestling's getting, it's definitely getting to the point where it's, it's, it's winning. You know, yeah, it's definitely as over time, especially in the past, even in the past few years, it's become less weird to say you're a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's more weird when you talk about wrestling and somebody's like, oh, I haven't kept up with that in years. That that's actually become weird. Yep. Like, I'm constantly running into people and and just talking wrestling's become like when you talk about any other sport, you know, people stand around the water cooler. They talk about Game of Thrones. They talk about, you know, other, you know, the other programming. Now wrestling is entering that, that water cooler talk again. And it's, it's, yep. it's kind of crazy to see. And I think that has a lot to do with um, not to give, not to give AEW too much credit, but the fact that there's another major cable network mm-hmm. with wrestling on it. So even yep. people just channel surfing are like, Oh shit, wrestling's back on. Even, even if they've been ignoring WWE all this time. Mm-hmm. No, and that's a good point. A, I don't think you can really on that front, on on just that front, I don't think you can give AEW too much credit. Like they are really hitting a home run when it comes to disrupting what we know of as the the rest the television wrestling landscape, so to speak. Because Impact never made the play that uh, AEW is making right now. Ring of Honor never made the play AEW is making right now. WCW did it, but it took WCW technically 60 years because they started as Jim Crockett promotions. And, and I mean, Ted Turner really had to baby those, the, the WCW promotion through the eighties and nineties to get it to that point where it could compete. And so now the help of Disney world. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And so now that you're seeing someone actually show up, give wrestling fans an alternative and become a viable alternative. Yeah, no, give them all the credit in the world. In fact, give them more credit in like, let's say six months to a year from now when the current WWE advertisers start to realize that like, you don't have to necessarily go to WWE for that wrestling market. You don't, you, there are, there are people you can go to. Cause like right now, WWE is locked into plenty of good contracts and that, you know, they, they don't have any reason to be worried, but the minute one of those advertisers minute, their deal is, is coming close. There is no reason not to entertain AEW, especially now that it's looking more and more like the Daniel Bryan uh, CM Punk news, it's looking true. And, you know, I, I've been a wet blanket as much as I can about this. I think everyone clamoring for Daniel Bryan and CM Punk in AEW are already watching AEW, but they do add that buzz. They do add that factor that advertisers are looking for when it comes to, hey, which, which company is going to put our, uh, our faces in front of more attentive fans? Because right now... You can put your commercial on Raw, and people might see it, or they might kind of tune out a little bit. Or you can put it on the company where, right now, if you put your commercial uh, on AEW, your commercial would be the soundtrack to whatever they do in that picture-in-picture. Your jingle, your slogan, your uh, your narration, whatever is in your advertisement becomes the becomes Jr. becomes Excalibur becomes the play by play for Sammy Guevara throwing people around or, or or you know Wardlow kicking ass and taking names. You you can be the soundtrack for John Moxley. You can be the soundtrack for Kenny Omega. You can be the soundtrack for AEW if you advertise on there. And so it does kind of add this. Add this buzz that is gonna is gonna hurt him in a bit. I don't know, John. Am I am I just yeah, am I just no. ranting at this point, or am I? You are. Uh, you're 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 ranting, but not every rant is inaccurate or, <laughs> yeah, or irrelevant, right? I mean, no. the truth is, um, if people watch WWE, a lot of people. I mean, obviously, it's a juggernaut. We don't even have to describe that. That's fine. Yeah. But people watching WWE might be watching it passively because it's such a mainstay. Being a household name is actually a curse when it comes to advertisers because mm-hmm. people are tuning out of the commercials. Or it's yep. such a big deal because they got three shows on and one of them is like three hours long. Mm. It's probably very commonly DVR'd and skipped through, 
right? Because yep. I got that three hours. Who's got three? Dude, they're asking for uh, three, four, five, six, seven, and then, you know, God knows what else. Yep. And, it, and, if that, <laughs> and at that point, you're if you're not skipping through the actual content of the show, you're definitely skipping the advertisements. 100%. I mean, like that. Or, or you're tuning it out. You're going to go, you're yep. going to go have to go make a snack because you're an yep. hour, two and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I think AW has, has probably the advantage advertiser wise of the people that are actually, you know, they're, they're watching, they're paying attention. Mm-hmm. The other thing is they're nailing wrestling fan demographic in a way that they're a very specifically wrestling fans, right? Mm-hmm. They're not watching it because they like John Cena and they hope John Cena shows up again one day, which obviously he did, but we can get into that. They're not watching it because they've been fans for 30 years. They're watching it because they like the product. Yep. So, so they're even then you have a, a stricter demographic and that's more useful. That I mean, granted talking business about wrestling is a whole nother. Oh yeah. No. And that's, sure it's not thrilling for everybody, but it's and, important. And- and we are still talking about ratings, which are a metric for cable and television, which sure. I, let's let's face it, is, is only going to last for as long as it's going to last. But that's the game right now. And that's why I kind of I keep bringing up your Daniel Bryans, your, your CM yeah. Punks as not necessarily they're not going to win the war. They are going to do a very good job of making sure AEW is around in 10 years instead of, you know, faith fuzzing out at the end of whatever this four-year contract they have with Warner is. Yeah. But they are, if, if, if we're going to compare, I, it, this is going to make a few people angry, but if we're going to compare WWE to a cult, let's oh, compare I'm them, here for it. Let's do let's, it. Let's, make it let's, let's, let's compare them to like, Scient- <laughs> let's compare them to like Scientology. Okay. Let's say WWE Scientology. And if we want to beat Scientology, and and AEW has signed Punk and and Daniels and Danielson. These are two guys who I look at like like Paul Greengrass and Leah Remini, who are both very outspoken against Scientology. They can actually tell you how Scientology works because they have seen some of the seen some of the stuff and have now gotten far away from it enough that they they can say some stuff. But they are not people who are going to win over Scientologists. They are going to they're going to help add add to that conversation against Scientology. But if you want to actually beat Scientology, you need a Tom Cruise, you need a John Travolta, you need a Will Smith, you need something, you know, you need something like that. And so I think if if WWE can get a, a Roman or if AEW can get a Roman Reigns or a Seth Rollins or a Charlotte or a Becky Lynch, boom, it's over. That's that's when you actually start seeing you start seeing the current fans bleed out and that's when that's the that's i think the killing blow that people are making this punk danielson thing out to be when it's it's good it's going to be some great matches but it's not going to be and that's the difference between a coup and a coup d'etat yeah (laughs) right (laughs) because like you know here's the thing you get you get they right now have been taking talent from you know, I mean, they're not taking talent from WWE. Talent is assigned to go over there. It's not like they're black bagging mm. people and throwing them in a van. Somebody's they're making a decision based on their personal business or whatever, right? But yes. the thing is, so far they've been people perceived as, and I don't agree with any of this because I don't think anybody in this business is a quote unquote reject. Yeah. But but the perception of, oh yeah, of course, you know, that person didn't go over in WWE, so they decided to go to, you know, or they got fired, they got mm-hmm. laid off, and now they're over in AEW, and mm-hmm. or or they just, you know, they were misproper, whatever. But when a Daniel Bryan, somebody that doesn't need AEW, goes over there. Yeah, when a CM Punk who definitely doesn't need it, he's doing yeah. fine doing what he's, he's doing right now. He's in Hollywood. He's doing horror movies. He's got yeah. he he can be comfy if he wants to be. But that means something when they go over. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this on the on the happy hour, um, mm-hmm. where uh, we talk about the party plate. That's what I, I call them party plate people. If I go yes. to Party City and I get the little kids party pack and mm-hmm. I see the characters on it, Daniel Bryan's one of those, mm-hmm. right? I mean, has been you know, but usually it's like it's like it's like Randy Orton and you know charlotte flair and whoever those are the people that they need to come over to AEW, where people go oh there's something yeah. like now this is something yeah no and i i think i think you're spot on with that party plate uh analogy but yeah. i think i think it goes a little deeper than that because like i i also don't agree with the reject term i think the best way to look at it is aew gets people when they when either wwe is done with those people or those people are done with wwe Whereas if they had two people who could actually say, man, WWE is great. I actually loved working at WWE, but this is better. 
Uh, Alistair Black is a great example. He's he's kind of there. He's kind of doing that. He, he and was I, putting over WWE when he yep. left. Like, in fact, a lot of people were like, "Come on, man, you're kind of overdoing it at this point." Didn't they? You know, didn't they yep. screw you over? And he's like, "No, man, I had a great time." And now he's mm-hmm. at AEW. That mm-hmm. shows that nobody's forced to go to AEW. Exactly. Nobody, it, they're not doing it out of desperation. <laughs> it it creates a much better atmosphere for the the competition than this like us versus them where it now become like if if you can win us versus them of course you can because us versus them is going to be it's going to be cutthroat it's going to be you know I'm going to pull your shirt over your head I'm going to do whatever it takes to beat you but if you can win no one compete if you can still be at the top when everyone's just kind of chill that's when you actually have the power. That's when you actually are controlling the conversation uh, in in the wrestling world. And I don't think I don't think AEW's quite there yet. I think WWE's on the ropes. Like if you've been if you've been watching SmackDown, they've got some something really good in Roman Reigns, and everything else is and they got something really good in Baron Corbin, but everything else is a little holding pattern. And I then, love I love the Baron Corbin thing. Oh my god, did you the, if you haven't go search out Baron Corbin's most recent promo where he talks about uh, like taking out a bad loan. He got into Bitcoin when it was a certain something something a dollar and now it's at something something a dollar and so he's, you know, he's apparently hurting real bad. It's it's the most inspired work of of any promo this year. I'm I'm including ev- like every promotion. Go find this Baron yeah. Corbin uh help me I'm poor promo. And it's also uh, nice to see some representation for balding dudes like mm-hmm. me. You yep. know, uh, he's out there. He's doing his thing. He's got that receding hairline all the way to the back. And it yep. feels it feels good to see that, you know. Well, and because and he's always been a guy who has, for, for lack of a better term, been trying to hide it. He either had the long hair that he did the Hogan thing with the long hair or yeah. he just he just shaved it all off. Whereas now to actually like give receding hairlines a little bit of representation, that is it. It is the kind of thing that's going to make him relatable to like the guy who brought his kids there because they really <laughs> want to see uh, they really want to see Charlotte or whatever. Like the you know the the because WWE understands who controls the money in most households. It's it's the kids, like and so they they get the kids in there and then the dads see someone like oh Baron Corbin I. Yes, I am also doing maybe worse than I would like to admit in front of my child. Yeah, go Baron Corp. Like it, it really does create a it creates a pathos and a connection that no uh, I'm better than you writing could ever do. It's it's it really it's it's with the heart of drama. It's the heart of what makes people watch a weekly character. It's what made Stone Cold work. Yeah. That was a guy who was at, down out on his luck and was like, Ugh, I hate my boss. I don't. I don't even sure I like anyone I work with. I'm just gonna throw up some middle fingers, drink some beers, and throw some stunners, and that people fucking loved it. And I think I think if Baron Corbin gets in that same kind of nihilistic streak as Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's off to the bank, man. And it's a good arc too because I started off laughing at it like this guy, like this is hilarious. Yep. Like great, he's he's getting the fall from grace he deserves, and I'm like, oh no, he felt no, this is too far. Now he felt yep. too far, and now I want to actually see him like maybe get picked back up soon, at least yep. maybe after SummerSlam. Just and it's weird because uh, he's so fun <laughs> to laugh at, and now I actually like like I don't know like I wish that GoFundMe thing he made was real yep. now. <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to throw you want to throw some money to the Tomahawk Steak Fund. Yeah, I mean, I only got Bitcoin to give him, unfortunately. So hey, you know. it sounds like he'll take it. I don't know. It doesn't sound like he's really. <laughs> like he'll, he'll take anything at this point. Maybe he can sleep in that in that uh, that Ferrari he always takes a picture of on Instagram. If Baron Corbin is able to bring the lucha libre tradition of tipping wrestlers to the <laughs> to the WWE, it will be a complete game changer. People is throwing it, dollar bills after his match. Is it going to be like burlesque, where like you know you put it like in the tights, <laughs> like when they come by the they come by the wall or what? No, you just, you just pick it up. It, it happens at every at, at a lot of lucha shows. Uh, like tipping is is a thing. But it would I I think if if they started if they like had fans tipping Baron Corbin, it would be hilarious. So have have him start talking about his downside guarantee more. It's be like, come on, guys, they're not putting out the t-shirts. Just just throw some cash at me. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, no, but it's it's that kind of it's that kind of stuff that WWE, when they, when they do it right, they do it very well. Cause like I've been, I've been going back through 1996, the year the NWO debuted. And if you watch like the buildup to that, WWE is on the ropes, man. Like the first few weeks of January, they're like, all right, we're going to do a, a raw bowl. That makes no sense. We're going to show the pay-per-view main event. And they're just kind of get, they're just giving weeks to WCW. They're just letting WCW burn themselves out. 
And then eventually, like two years later, they have Iron Mike Tyson and Stone Cold Steve Austin and are, you know, the, the hottest thing in the world. And that's why I'm like, I think AEW is doing very well right now. And I think the road to all out is a lot of, is really great. But WWE is, they got a lot of, they got a lot of cash on the ballot and money to burn, man. Like they, they can, they can last. And if reports are to be believed, they're about to go back to Saudi Arabia. That's another, what, like 500,000 to $50 million, however much the, they get for those <laughs> things. Like it's, they, the licenses are back, baby. As long yeah. as we don't go back into full blown lockdown, they are, they're, <laughs> And, and I don't know, man, Saudi money could just kind of like get them out of the country, though. You know, they just mm-hmm. get like the CIA to do like the skyhook thing, like in Batman, you know, where like they have to get the guy over there and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, uh, by the way, somebody in the chat just cheered me up. They said that WWE trademarked Happy Corbin. So there might be oh be my boy soon. My 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 yeah. whole dream is that he gets he gets so much so much like fan support that he gets his money all the way back up and immediately goes back to being a cocky <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, look at this great steak I'm eating again. I bought another house. Like, I give give me the roller. I'm self made. Yep. <laughs> What's more American than that, right? Exactly. What is more American than than Baron Corbin? You know what actually might oh, be? They should they should do a space shuttle thing with him, where like he gets like up oh. all of his money, and then he gets his own flight to space. <laughs> oh my god! Apparently, did you hear Ashton Kutcher was apparently supposed to go on the Virgin Galactic flight, and Mila Kunis made him sell his ticket? That's messed up. Yeah. No, well, and he agreed to it, but like, yeah, he was like, I have a kid now. I can't like go into space, but I'm going to go one of these days. But yeah, no, put Baron Corbin in space, put, uh, it's like him and Shane and Vince like that. That should be the, and Ted DiBiase and whichever of, uh, LA Knight and Cameron Grimes ends up working with Ted. Uh, like there, I, I think there's so much, so much that, that could happen there, but yeah, there's nothing more American than Baron Corbin, except for maybe Zack Ryder. Well, not Zack Ryder, Matt yeah, Cardona. Yeah. Uh, John, have you I was going to heard... ask you if you think that whole GCW situation was them just trying to tip, you mm. know, like like throw yeah, their tips were, into the ring. They were throwing beer. They were giving him free beers to celebrate. Yeah, uh, yeah no, for anyone who is is not uh, sure what we're talking about, Matt Cardona beat Nick Gage uh, on, on Saturday evening to become the GCW champion in a moment that uh, has since been immortalized by Dave Meltzer pearl clutching over fans throwing what appeared to be uh, full bottles at uh, at Matt Cardona. Uh, someone threw a pizza cutter at him. Someone threw. Uh, there was glass. There was all kinds of stuff they were throwing at him. But it was a it was a big ass moment. A one of GCW's biggest crowds and a crowd that was you know so into the the story that they told that they they pelted him with garbage, but no one actually jumped him. You know what I mean? Like they. They there was still a line drawn because this is not a crowd where like they had a lot of security. He entered through the crowd, fought through the crowd. They respected that until the pinfall and then threw as much shit at him as possible. I mean, they really just went hard into the paint. What, John, what do you think of our new deathmatch overlord, Matt Cardona? Oh, it sounds like the cr- the crowd was actually the overlord. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, that's what they always say in wrestling, right? Like, you know, when there's two dudes in the ring, the, the third the third man is the is the audience, right? Isn't that? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's it. So now, now, granted, I'm super against it, but I heard, are we allowed to use the W word here? I heard it might have been like a like a little bit of a work. It well, there there was there was rumors that there may have been plants in the audience helping throw some. Okay. Some because that pizza stuff. cutter had. I mean, who just has a pizza cutter? Is this a venue that where you get a, your own pizza cutter? It's new. It's Atlantic City, man. There's not like let's not pretend Atlantic City has ever I mean, I'm been. From, I mean, I'm from Jersey. I know Atlantic City. Yeah, exactly. Then you then you know that is if GCW yeah. is running a certain kind of show that like they're not frisking yeah. people. They don't. I got. They, you know. <laughs> listen, I, I listen. I'm I'm from the pizza capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always got that thing on me, you know. I always got. Yeah. I always keep that pizza cutter. You know, I'm always ready. Oh yeah, no, it's a it's a staple of the New Jersey uh, arsenal. Uh, but it definitely. It definitely is not the kind of thing you always see thrown. There was one, there was one like foam pizza cutter that was thrown, but then you also see one that was very shiny. That was also like someone, someone got a hold of. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
bad for Cardona because he's like the third, he's the second maybe biggest heel of the moment because then Dave Meltzer is the next night at GCW, the entire crowd is chanting, fuck Dave Meltzer, any chance they had. Guy wasn't in the building. All he did was fire off a tweet, but all of the, all of that anger that they had for Cardona was now, was now Meltzer's for the taking. And I, I even, even his representative closed the night by saying, I agree with Dave Meltzer. We should sue you all. And so there, even his representative has said that like, you know what? No, Meltzer's the guy I need to, I need to go with to get all of the, all of the heat. And that, that makes me feel a little bad because Matt Cardona fucking killed himself on Saturday. I mean, like if you've seen the pictures of him in that match, getting beat the hell up. And then later the next night, his, uh, his girlfriend, fiance, Chelsea Green, sent out photos of like bloody bed sheets and places where she had to, you know, basically tape him back together. This is a guy who really, that's for his, rock. Yeah. And this is his first death match. He is not dipping his toe in the hey, pool. He is. Hey, he he's is, not in the E anymore, man. He's exactly. Gotta he's got to learn that. He's cannonballing in and he is getting as big a, a, a reaction as you could possibly get in that arena and good on him. And then the next night it's all, it's all taken from him. It's very <laughs> WWE. Is he doing a Miley Cyrus where he's trying to prove he's not in Disney anymore kind of thing? You think? Oh, yeah. No, it, this it was because if you if you also watched he did he was part of that EC3 un, unlock your narrative or uh, uh, free the narrative. The main event was Cardona versus EC3. And it was it was really all about getting as much uh, getting as much anger as possible and really, you know, shaping how people see you. Uh, and it, this felt like the logical next step of what we saw in, in Free the Narrative was Matt Cardona actually showing up and doing a death match and doing it pretty damn well. I mean, outside of Onita getting lit on fire earlier this year, there's not much that really competes with uh, with Cardona right now. I mean, he, he won. So, yeah, and he won. And he and like I said, he had that big moment. They were throwing anything and everything. Fair, at him. The venue I... was selling bottles by the by by the second <laughs> for people to throw at oh, this guy. So it was the concession stand who started it. Then I wouldn't be surprised. But no, but that's serious heat. And then to see it that's all kind a of bad get... idea. If you oh, run. A, I mean, don't do this, guys. I'm just kidding. But if you do a venue, right, if you're in a venue, Right. And you could tell someone's about to get heat. That's when you just start like, we should throw beer bottles out of these twenty five dollar beers. Listen, <laughs> listen, it is it. I am breaking the hustler. Co I'm breaking a very old hustler code right now to admit to you that any time there have been tomatoes available to throw at someone. The person you're throwing in the mat sold them to you. Of course, like, yeah. It, it, it's it's it, very it, much the same. Like you see whenever somebody sets up uh, like people who set up a table usually go through it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, exactly. No, if if someone is making you throw tomatoes at them, you are probably yeah. you are probably buying the tomatoes from them through a subsidiary. That's Andy all I'm Kaufman. saying. Andy yeah. Kaufman. Great example. Understood. Um, understood how to how to give the the audience the ammunition they needed yep. to come at him. And it's all people wanted. Well, and, and Cardona's whole build to this feud was very Kaufman. It was, he was, he kept yeah. talking about how he was going to be the face of GCW with teeth, how none of those people should even be in a venue because they got warrants and like how he, he's going to really just bring GCW into the, into the mainstream where all of the, like he was basically this close, just calling them garbage people. Uh, like he really, he was doing I mean, that Andy <laughs> Kaufman. This is what soap is. This is, you know, like he, Oh yeah. Okay. He went hard into it. And so I, I would not, I, I'm really interested to see what the next step is for this. I just, I just wish everything had been focused on Cardona. I wish oh, yeah. everything about night two had been focused about Cardona. I wish they had been selling. I wish GCW had been selling t-shirts of Matt Cardona flipping people off instead of t-shirts of Dave Meltzer's tweet. He's got, uh, like, he should have given him a pizza with pineapple on it. <laughs> Oh my god! And I'd be but like, yeah, yeah I, I had this sent in from California. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was it was a, it was a rollicking, wild, uh, wild weekend for GCW, and not just for GCW. New Japan also got into the mix with the Tokyo Dome Wrestle Grand Slam finally happened on uh, on the twenty fifth, and. I, now Tom is kind of third third wheeling this. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to chime in. But I am going to almost talk about him like he's not in the room for a second because I was I was ready to come into this week's episode saying, "Man, Impact has Bullet Club in the main event. AEW just brought in Bullet Club with Hikuleo. It would be great if New Japan was featuring Bullet Club a little more prominently than they were." I know no disrespect to Shingo, no, nothing like that. I just I want to see Bullet Club on all continents. 
And then at the end of the Wrestle Grand Slam Tokyo Dome show, Shingo Takagi celebrating about being one of the few people who was able to beat Hiroshi Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome. His moment steamrolled by the King of Darkness, Evil, making it very clear that Shingo's next challenger is going to be the, uh, the, the, the man who joined Bullet Club last year, the man who betrayed LIJ. And so, man... At the end of Wrestle Grand Slam, you now have AEW's got Bullet Club with Hikuleo challenging for a title this week. Jay White is is actively recruiting in Bullet Club in in Impact it seems, and Bullet Club's in going to be in the main event of the next Wrestle Grand Slam show at uh, the MetLife Dome. Uh, it's going to be Evil versus Shingo Takagi. Bullet Club's back, baby. Uh, if Tama can chime in, he he can. But John, what do you kind of think of this whole uh, don't, situation? Don't, don't call it a comeback. They've been here for days. What do you? Think? Oh no, I I'm not saying they haven't, but they've been laying in the ah, cut a little yeah. bit. No, they've that's true. Laying, Listen, yeah. they've been they've been hiding, not hiding. Hiding's hiding's the wrong word. They've been they've been watching, you know, from the rafters. Not unlike not unlike a like a like a bird of prey, just waiting to mm-hmm. to strike. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to kiss Tama's ass because I want to come back on the show. <laughs> I no, think I, I, no, but I think no, but I think the truth is that you know this this was a great thing because we talked about you know how they should just steamroll through every mm-hmm. promotion, you know, yep. one after the other, just dropping bodies, one after the other, just dropping bodies, and and here we are a year later. So I think you know I think it's smart. Um, I think that's a good strategy because now they know their enemies, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is exactly kind of how i wanted to go down because if it was just all of a sudden hey look bullet club is doing a thing with this promotion it buries bullet club in a little bit where it's like oh they just want attention well mm-hmm. now you know it's not for attention this is no. just straight up carnage domination yeah. uh no and that's that's kind of to kind of bring all of all of our, our the past what we're at 30 minutes of conversation into into focus here the reason i bring that up is because if no matter who you are whether you're bullet club whether you're wwe whether you're MLW kind of making some moves on Vice, whatever, if you're smart enough, you can kind of wait and you can kind of let the opponent, you know, maybe take some victories, maybe get comfortable. It's that Sun Tzu art of war shit where oh, you, yeah. you, don't, you don't go for the attack. You wait for your, your, the body of your enemy to go floating by and then you stab him in the heart. And that so, kind of feels like where Bullet Club is at right now because you have all of these companies are have their foot on the gas they're headed for for uh you know a straightaway with wwe aew and all of the independents and and now new japan is, is has new japan strong with fans and they've got resurgence and so you've got a lot of competition in north america and now bullet club no matter if, if impact wins this whole thing bullet club wins if aew wins this whole thing bullet club wins if new japan wins this whole thing bullet club wins if they all work together Bullet Club wins threefold. Like it just, there is, it, it, it's, it's a nice little way to put yourself in the conversation and make sure that uh, uh, no matter which way it comes out, they're still going to be talking about you. Yeah, you're, they're hedging their bets is what you mean. Oh yeah. But they're also, they're, they're also being real smart because they're looking towards the future. We can, we can talk about it now because enough has happened on impact that like Jay White's looking for Chris Bay. Right. Jay White is is trying to get Chris Bay to join Bullet Club. Chris Bay has not joined Bullet Club officially yet. There hasn't been any, you know, don't update the Wikipedia page or anything. He didn't get a track jacket or nothing. No, but they the the conversations are happening. He saved Jay White from an attack earlier on, on Impact, and so that shows that Bullet Club is not willing. They they very much are not going to rely on the present. They're not going to rely on the past. They're going to look for this this future. Because also look at AEW. Thomas still hasn't shown up on AEW. Tongaloa hasn't shown up on AEW. Ken Kenta showed up on AEW. Yeah, but, that, that, yeah, but that's but, just because that's because you don't send your headliners. Well, no, no, but that's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. It's, it's... Who showed up on AEW and not just on <laughs> AEW, but in the main event, Hikuleo, <laughs> the future of Bullet Club, not the present, not the past. Now, the future now, now, is what now, they, they're say, leading with. That surprised me because, in a way. I consider Hikaleo not just because of relation, just mostly because of his style, like a third mm-hmm. GOD member in a way, right? Okay. In, in a sense that in a sense that he's got that same, he's got that same, he's got them, he's got them guerrilla tactics, right? Mm-hmm. So so I kind of I kind of like that that Hikaleo showed up, and in a way, it's it's like, you know, all right, we'll 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 feel it out with with Hikaleo first. We'll see how you handle the young gun, and then mm-hmm. we'll we'll swoop in if we have to, right? Or yeah. if we want to. No, but that's and, and it's that's smart. What, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and and Chris and and Chris Bay getting picked up, it possibly you know for on on impacts fantastic because, I mean you talk about you talk about talent right, an absolute mm-hmm. monster. So oh, yeah, they're 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 planting flags in all the right places right now. Well, and that's what I'm saying is they're leading with the future instead of you know relying on because like, I I I feel like a broken record. I talk about this in Happy Hour. I talk about this on the podcast. WWE isn't making stars right now like they have roman reigns i think is a real star i think biggie the minute they want him to be a star could be a star but they they are like columbia records where they're like we got bob dylan we got paul simon we got like frank sinatra yada yada and it's like no one no one gives a shit about those guys right now no stone cold steve austin is as far away to current like the current zeitgeist as woodstock 69 is you know like there is He's he's a legacy act, and so to to know that WWE can't show up like Rolling Loud on Friday, SmackDown showed up at Rolling Loud with Bianca Belair, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford. I mean, they brought some real serious now of WWE folks, and that crowd did not give a shit. Like there were clearly some people in the crowd that were having a good time, but the collective Rolling Loud crowd just wanted to see Bobby Shimmerta. Like they were not there for WWE. They were not there for what is cool in WWE now. And so that should that should be that should raise all kinds of red flags with WWE that they don't know how to be what is now, what is in the current zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I think the problem is they think that putting talent on like the today show is gonna reach <laughs> other fans. And it's it's like it's not, man. Put them on, you know. Put them on on stuff like on I don't know Vice. I'm just trying to think of like what a lower, you know, what a mid, you know, what I'm saying. Well, more in, not... more independent seeming stuff. Because mm-hmm. the pro- the problem the problem is right now, they they you're right. They're trying to lead with their Stone Colds, with their Roman Reigns, with their you know people, people the party plate people, right? Yep. It's like at a convention. It's like oh wow, great. So you you got you know you got this you got this guy who's been to thirty thousand other conventions. I probably already have his autograph, whatever. Yep. Like, no, man, when you get like the kids from Stranger Things, like that's that's what that's what yes. people sell out now, right? Oh you yeah. Know? Okay, sorry. So the, that's that's what they need to do. They need to be more, they need to reach that that they need to find their punk rock again. They need to find that that what makes them cool, not what made them not what made them cool, what makes them yeah. cool now. When and you bring up a good point with stuff like the Today Show. Rolling Rolling Stone, CBS News, like they like WWE right now has it set up that all of their breaking news are the kind of thing your mom would read and then tell like like if I was 12 years old and my mom told me I read on CBS News that uh, Roman Reigns is going to be at SummerSlam in Vegas like that. Yeah, maybe 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 this is a way that they're trying to help us connect with our parents, you know? Yeah. Bridge that boomer gap. You know, like oh, call, call your mom to find out what happened on SmackDown. You know. Yep. No, exactly. And it's it it just kind of it 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 doesn't feel as as now as I think it could. I mean, even AEW, I think what they've got with Darby is really working. He's going to be in Jackass Four. That's that's pretty good for like my demographic. Yeah. Like I I am going to see that Jackass movie in theater. I'm gonna I'm gonna be first one in line, and I'm gonna love it. Um, but I, I, and, and it's the kind of thing that is, is universal. Like I, maybe I didn't have the most normal childhood growing up, but Jackass was the kind of thing my mom took me to. And the way that the current generation is, I feel like the current Jackass movie is going to be the kind of thing that like people's parents take them to. And it's going to be the big, it's going to be the biggest box office this year. Well, cause it translates, cause like the nostalgia for my generation will, will be there. But then for the younger generation, you're still going to see a guy get hit in the nuts with something. You're still going to see a guy in a shopping cart get knocked over. And these are things that don't need to be explained. You see them and you're just going to laugh your ass off. Uh, and so it's, it's, they are better at tapping into that universal appeal. I mean, Darby Allen's a skateboarder. That's, a, that's an Olympic sport right now. That is an Olympic sport. Imagine if WWE had – they actually do have a few Olympians. Um, for, they do, yeah. But they don't – Use them as Olympians, like Chad. Yeah, and Gabe. Actually, now they now they mention it. How come they're not running some kind of like they're on like they got USA right there, right? Like they're in bed with Comcast. They they could probably sneak a little bit of that Olympic IP 
and and like no one Sneak would it. they could just they could just do it yeah <laughs> like, no it's, I mean... it's like it's like when uh aew had rick and morty like they it's the same parent company go for it do the olympics i like yeah. i said i just watched they got al they got al roker making fun of their talent on their own show on their on his own show like yeah it's ridiculous and 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 uh, the problem is they, and, and that's like actually also their problem is their masters, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're people they made these deals with. It's like E it's like, they got Chrisley coming over on, on television. I mean, this was like a couple of years ago, right? Yep. But wow. Talk about demographic mismatch. Oh yeah. No. It, and it's, it, it, it has always felt like they, it, it's, it's felt like WWE. They don't know. Yeah. They just, they, they have given up on being cool. They had that, they had that one period in the late nineties when, Anger was cool, and so WWE was cool. But they don't know how to adapt outside of outside of that era. But they've made enough money that it doesn't fucking yeah. matter right now. Yeah, they could um, they could literally they could literally fail for like ten years and not run out of money. I will say it again: they're one Rock Roman Reigns feud away from just being right back into things. Because then you actually have people that people recognize from the movies. He keeps saying, "I'm the I'm the head of the table," and it's like. <laughs> Uh, you got, you know, like rock didn't go anywhere. I mean, he's, he's still around, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, and like the rock shows up. He's like, you know, like, man, I am the table or I built the table or, you know, whatever hell. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's wild. And either, either this hasn't, I mean, and he just had a movie come out. So either this hasn't like clicked for some reason, or maybe he just doesn't want to, or maybe it's John, not the right time. John Cena is going to be on WWE television the week that suicide squad comes out. And that's Warner by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like WWE, the enemy now. WWE won August because if you go to if you go to USA and watch WWE, you're gonna see John Cena. And if you want to see John Cena over on Warner, you're still going there because he's John Cena, because he's the WWE guy. Is, and the, so now, is Warner secretly like the shadow like government is running like all of wrestling right now? Uh no. Well it's it's not running wrestling, but it's like it's it very much feels like because Warner has kind of got this hit on their hands right because aew is picking up steam like i said if advertisers start to get on on board with the steam aew is picking up it's it's a it's a rainy day in uh in elmhurst but if if wwe and so you start to see stuff like we've already heard that fox and nbc universal have been giving like suggestions that's where stuff like the draft is coming from that's where you know a lot of so even some storylines have been coming from from suggestions sure. listen when you uh, spend that from, kind of money you could you exactly could make any suggestion you want in the room. Exactly. Exactly. And you're starting to see the networks exert that because they've, they've been hands off for, well, let's see USA got WWE back in like 2007. I want to say maybe 2000, somewhere around there. And they've been very hands off and watched as WWE has lost a lot of the audience that they brought over in 2007. So there, you might start yeah. to see some of the executives starting to say like, Hey, if we're going to, if we're going to compete, we're going to, you know, we're gonna compete. That that it might be where this whole it, this might be where this whole cross NXT punishment thing comes from. It might be the executive saying like, "Look, we gave NXT a shot, and they sank like a stone. So uh, maybe give them a, a little bit of a message here." Because as as was just reported by Sean Rossap over at Fightful, despite the fact that Karrion Cross lost uh, last yesterday on Raw, he was not supposed to. He was supposed to be starting a losing streak with that Jeff Hardy win last week, which means the NXT champion was supposed to spend the next month probably getting absolutely embarrassed by pretty much anyone. If that's if that's not a message to the company that was not able to, to stifle the competition, to the brand that was supposed to be this bulletproof vest absorbing all of the shots so that WWE didn't have to, that's a pretty big message. I don't know, John. What do, do you think of this? I, do you think are you are you trying to imply that 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 Fox and USA or Fo- Fox and USA are having some kind of battle through booking like that? No, I'm I'm suggesting that Fox Cause actually because U- actually that's pretty brilliant. If I was Fox mm-hmm. and I was pissed off that NXT is doing pretty good, I would be like, well, how can no, you but, have any NXT talent? And also, well, no, maybe they should be buried. Well, no, that's my point. NXT wasn't doing good. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Fox and NBC Universal were saying, if NXT is your cool company, why is why is right. Raw doing uh, twice the ratings? Why is SmackDown doing twice the ratings with quote unquote oh, cool? It's established. I mean, any show needs time to ramp. But even even then, it, it they pulled it off of Wednesdays. Now it's on Tuesdays. Well, obviously, it has no comp- Ross, because we haven't had Undertaker on NXT yet. <laughs> 
And we're not, we haven't had Undertaker on Raw or SmackDown either. Yeah, Honestly, Undert- we need to bring back Hulk Hogan to show up on, on freaking NXT, right? I mean, that's Un- the solution every I time your ratings drop. I don't I don't have a solution for NXT, but if I were an executive yes. of Fox, if I were an executive at USA, I would be looking at WWE and saying, what the what the hell are you doing with this secondary brand that is that even when 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 NXT at was advertised, when NXT first debuted, they were like, we're going against the grain. We're going to be the no bullshit wrestling, implying that WWE was the bullshit wrestling. And so it, it really does kind of create this. Like I could almost see Vince and Nick Khan being like, man, Triple H has really built this this albatross around our neck at this point because we're trying we're trying to funnel this big media company into this niche NXT as opposed to letting NXT funnel into this big media company. Now, and I think- now, now, now we've been beating home. We've been beating up WWE a lot about this. I think TNT is just waiting for that four years. And at the end of the four years, they're going to say, we want more involvement and we're going to start seeing more of this kind of crap from them too, as a network. I just don't think they want to rock the boat in the first four years. Oh yeah. No, I, I think TNT will also start interfering. Like it is they did before. I mean, that- I mean, granted it's all a whole different board and it's all different people, but still I think. Yeah, it's no, it's definitely, uh, it, it definitely feels like, an inevitability of Hollywood, not just wrestling, is that executives will get involved at some point. It's if, if you're on the air long enough, eventually they're going to have a suggestion, a note or two. Yeah, they get um, bored. But I also, I, there is also a, a case to be made that at the end of this four years, TNT decides that hey, we've proven that wrestling that people want to watch wrestling on TNT. Maybe maybe we go for WWE, depending on depending on where things are at. Because like right now, AEW is doing very well. And they're getting to the point where they could they could beat WWE, and this conversation is moot. But like I said, if uh, if there was any kind of possibility that there's a Roman Reigns Rock feud, or if WWE decides to you know make a star out of Big E, or or one of the multiple Stone Colds that they have in the PC, because man, they got a lot. If if there was ever a company that has more people they could make money off of than ever, it's WWE. They got little they got little cocoons with little mm-hmm. Stone Cold larvae in them, just waiting to blossom into a beautiful butterfly. And the big thing about pre- present, the big thing about WWE lately is presentation. Yeah, like they look more expensive than AEW. They oh, look more was, expensive I mean, was, I mean, than every. That, yeah. But that that comes from experience. All they yeah. have to do is all they have to do is poach some people from that TV truck, and uh, you no, know. no, that doesn't come from experience. You can't, you can't, you can. Well, it you comes can, from money for sure. Yeah, no, that's right? what I was gonna say because yeah. like experience is knowing how to work the fancy technology, but the only thing that gets you the fancy technology is money. And WWE right now looks like a hybrid of UFC and the NFL. Like they've got those big match graphics that you see at the <laughs> UFC event, but then they've also got like the raw robot, this dancing gonna, robot that is the yeah, logo. Like the drone. NFL has. Yeah. They've got a drone flying around. Like they've, yeah. they have really made it this, if you're at the live event it's a wwe event so it's a big circus if you're watching at home it's got colors it's got cgi it looks like it looks like a marvel movie uh they've put about as much uh as much into it as marvel has at this point uh and so it it that i think i think will always be something wwe kind of has is they 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 know how to they know how to look like something you can leave on in a bar you know what I mean? Like you can put it on yeah. the bar and, and yeah. like, even if you don't have the closed captioning, you'd be like, Oh, I like the robot. Oh, I like that one. Oh, yeah, what's, the, well, what's she doing? What's happening here? Yeah. What's she doing with the doll? Oh, that's good. Like with AEW, if you put AEW on in a bar, it's like, Oh, those guys are fighting. Oh, there's a, there's a brawl. Sure. Hey, there's another big brawl. Oh, the lights think, went out. Now they're I brawling. They, I think they also lack skill in their actual production at, at AEW as well. I mean, I'm not just here and no. professionally, professionally critique all their production. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely tell it's a lower tier of of, of production quality it's a, uh, and skill, and 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 that I don't know that that hurts them. Well, no, it's, it's it's not it's not a lower tier. It's an uh, it's it's AEW is very DIY. Like I absolutely believe that Tony Khan is timing all of the matches. I do believe that whenever the Young Bucks come out for a promo, they have left the little position you know backstage where they are you know calling camera cuts or whatever. Like it's it's not. Well, they should hire it's, somebody. Well, and and some point they would. That's why I said you could. You know, experience is one thing, money is another yeah. thing, and eventually they will be able to hire some people. 
Uh, they need that video game investment to pay off. And then I guess what I mean sounds- is they don't they don't need to pay CM Punk twenty million dollars or whatever they're going to offer him. Uh, mm-hmm. They need to they need to pay a guy like you know fifty grand first to clean up their production and then work from there. There is I and you know I am going to bring up a name that is is going to incur some wrath, but there's a reason Kevin Dunn has been around as long as okay. he has. Uh, there, I mean. I don't like the shaky camera, but there is a rhyme and a reason to it. The camera reacts like a camera on the office. Like, you know how when you're watching the office and something happens, the camera goes, what? Oh, yeah. It zooms out. WWE cameras do that. They just do yeah. it so quickly that it gets a little, uh, it gets and, a little too much. They, they know when they cut on the right moves. They know what angles to take. Those camera operators already know where oh. to stand for the next spot. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they're, it's clean, right? A lot. But, yep. But it's could They're there. Here we go. They're the McDonald's. Yep. WWE's McDonald's of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get when you go in there. You know, it's not going to necessarily, sometimes it might blow your mind. You're like, you know mm-hmm. what? These nugs hit in the exact way I needed them to. Yep. And sometimes you're just like, I'm eating them because I'm depressed and there's nothing else to do. No, exactly. But, yep. but you know what you're going to get. Yep. You, you know, know exactly what, what you know exactly what you're going to get and you know it's going to be real easy. It's not going to be there. It ain't going yep. anywhere. It's not going to be difficult. And I, I see a yeah. lot of people, I, there are people in the chat and there are people who will even, you know, hit me up on Twitter when I'm bemoaning the, the Danielsons and the punks and the Omegas of the world is like, you don't get those guys. It's not about money. It's about the match quality. And it's about, you know, and, and I think match quality is a very important part of wrestling. I think that a, a good match makes a, a great story. Amazing. You know what I mean? Like you, you it, there, I'm not saying that we don't need great matches in the world. I'm just saying that it's hard to describe a great match. It's like describing a firework to someone you know, like, have you ever tried to describe a fireworks display? It's like, well, then there was one that was red, and then there was one that was blue. Then there was one that it was started as a ball, and then there was a star in the middle, and then you realize, oh my god, it's a ball with a star. Like, it it doesn't yeah. have the hit of when you're just watching it back and forth. And and good food is also like that. You can't really explain a good meal. You'd be like, oh, they got this rib thing that's great, and they do something with the steak, and oh my, you just you just got to try the steak. But if you go there, it's great. And so I think as long as AEW sticks to that live event experience where they're like, come here for the, come here to taste the best wrestling in the world. And they're, they are going to, they're going to stay, they're going to stay very good. But it, I'm talking about the ways that WW, WWE has learned to just really stick around. Like I said, they can lay in the cut for years, burn sure. cash, no matter, no matter how much cash they have to burn, they, they can do it. And, and what's the metric? People go, oh, the AEW no. one day is going to beat WWE. Well, what's your metric? Yeah. Because are you talking about beating them in what in in your perceived quality? Or is there a you know match rating? Are we using star? Are we going to that with that stupid ass star rating thing? Like what the hell is mm-hmm. going on here? Are you talking about ratings? Because frankly, ratings don't mean anything because WWE will still outsell them in merch. Yeah. So I mean, because because they got the kids that don't they can't put on AEW themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And their parents don't know or care about wrestling. The kid wants to watch wrestling. And the yep. kid wants to see Nikki uh, A.S.H. almost a superhero. You know, the mm-hmm. kids want to see Rey Mysterio ride on Dominic's back for the 800th time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the stuff the kids want to see. And, and unless AEW can can deliver that, which it doesn't seem to be their focus, which is fine. No, and it and it doesn't have to be because right now their focus is they're the company that would make dad go, look, I know you guys want to switch the channel, but I need to see Nick Gage use this pizza cutter. You know, and so they are, they are tapping into, they are tapping into that, that rage part of wrestling, that anger part where we want to see someone get fucked up. We want to see someone bleed. We want to see some violence. We want to see someone describe it as violence, which WWE, you know, you, you can't necessarily do. Uh, and so I think they got I think, them corporate masters we've been talking about. <laughs> yep. No, but I, and I, I think they've, they've kind of, they've kind of understood that niche and my larger point of this is they're not gonna they're not gonna beat wwe they will stay viable and they will stay a viable alternative i think especially with some of the making signings they've done they'll stay a viable alternative past that four-year contract they'll go to 10 they'll go to 20 i don't i don't know how long they'll be in it but they're in it for the long haul but chris jericho always says he knew that eric bischoff was crazy when he said he was going to put vince out of business he was going to end wwe and that was when they were a private company that was just owned by vince and even even then, Jericho knew, and even Nash and anyone else who listened to yeah, Eric Bischoff like, say that. And it's not like yep. Vince can't just go to Daddy Khan and be like, "Hey, listen, how much money you lose on this kid? Yep. You know, on your on your kid, uh, I'll just double whatever you lost. Here you go." 
Yeah. You know, well, no, if he wanted to, there's a big red button. Can. If no. he wanted to, if, if he wants, if he wants to, he could buy AEW any day. But yeah. or just, or just but go I, over their head and, and and have somebody buy TNT. But as as long <laughs> as long as they're trying to stay viable, yeah. and they're trying to do their thing. They're going to be great. The minute that, they act, that's how they the beat minute, them, Ross. Maybe yeah, that's how they that, beat them. That is how they surviving. beat them. Yeah, no, and yeah. that's what I'm saying is the minute they start yeah. to listen to the fans, they're like, "This is going to be the death blow. This is going to be yeah. the death. This it, is going to be the they thing." They can't that, beat them by being better or destroying them. They're going to beat them by being successful. And in yeah. a way, they've won that war because their enemy didn't defeat them. You know, you get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No, they they yeah. they went head to head on Wednesdays. NXT retreated. And now, as long as everyone stays on the parallel path, there's going to be a lot of really good wrestling because it's it's that it's that mindset. I think that we need to stay viable. We don't need to put WWE out of business. That's why they're able to work together with an impact. That's why they're able to work with New Japan is because it's not necessarily about winning. It's about like President Obari says of New Japan. It's about being in that dreams business. About just keeping AEW the place where. You never quite know. They could do three months of just AEW talent, and then who knows who the fuck's going to show up that on um, <laughs> three months in a day. You know, like it's it. As yeah. long as they keep that going, that's an actual. That's something that can turn the tide. Ross, uh, you're the, a pretty smart guy. You should do this for a living. <laughs> I, they, you know, I'm I'm taken care of. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but uh, no, you're 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 not so uh, you're 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 pretty sharp yourself, John. This has been yeah, a, yeah. A, a fantastic conversation. Um, I'm trying to th- yeah, we we've hit all of like the main points in wrestling this week, and so, so now, unless so now it's just five minutes of freestyle. Yeah, so now now we just cipher. Uh, no, it's uh, now is the <laughs> point where I say that if I don't because because you know we're not all we're not all carny hucksters like me if you want people to find you uh, on the internet where can they uh, where can they find you you know what just come at me on twitter for all my bad takes today okay uh, at john sebastian s-e-b-a-s-t-i-a-n john j-o-h-n sebastian yep. come at me uh i'd love it <laughs> i'd love to stand my ground i'll stand on my hill uh, <laughs> and um yeah i mean listen i i love uh I love wrestling. I talk a lot about theme parks and some other, you know, dumb stuff, but you know, I, I like a good argument as much as anybody. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do Thomas is still kind of choppy there on the, on the stream. So I, I will do Thomas stuff yeah, for Tom, him at the Tom, moment. Where can we find you? Uh, if we're interested <laughs> in learning more about your, you want to join your news he's your trying, newsletter. He's trying to sign language for all the people. Oh, I thought, he was, I thought he was doing later. that. I thought he was doing a thing from his from this you know from his ring walk. You know what I mean? Like when he comes oh, yep. down. And the- yep. Nope. He is. Yep. He is. But uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, it, it's you're gonna want to go to at the good bad guy Tama Tonga on Instagram at Tama underscore Tonga on Twitter. Uh, Thomas Island on both Instagram and Twitter for all of the all of your podcasting needs. If you want to join us, whether it be happy hour, whether it be the the watch alongs, whether it be all of the various fun stuff that we're doing over on uh, Patreon.com backslash Thomas Island, head on over there, join that Islander tier, and uh, you know we've got the we got the Google form up for anyone that wants to to want to come sit in uh, in John's seat for for a, a week or two. And and what's wild about that happy hour is if you thought if you thought any of this got interesting or edgy, it's it's way more oh. in that happy hour, man. Like yep. we can't even we can't even do what we just did yep. here because I feel like like I feel like I, I pulled back a little bit on some of my on some of my bad takes. And I know there's a couple of <laughs> people that are, you know. So listen, I think I think it would be cool if more people join them mm-hmm. happy hours because it's not as fun unless more people get mad at you. So I mean, oh that. yeah, no, you got you got to come join the happy hours. I really cannot stress the fact that like we, I think they, we get very deep on the podcast. I'm very proud of the fact that we get very deep on the podcast. But yeah. man, that that Islander tier is worth it, folks. Uh, Tom Patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. I'm at Ross W Berman IV on Twitter. Uh, at Ross Berman IV on Instagram. August sixth, Beyond Caring comes out on RossBerman.bandcamp.com, the lead single. I was uh, just gonna ask if you were gonna, yes. if, like, do we do like? Are you also the musical guest besides the host? Like, are you gonna do? No, or... I, well, I, I technically have done all of the music for Thomas Island, but uh, I don't. I, I, I let the, I let the music just sit in my pinned tweet, and then if you head over to at Ross W Berman IV, usually the first tweet is always RossBerman.bandcamp.com, so you can find all that music. It's a, it's gonna be a blast. I've got a real old man album coming out next. Um, <laughs> 
Um, but thank you. Thank you all to everyone who's joined us for the podcast, everyone who joins us on Patreon. And thank you to everyone who subscribes to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Thomas Island. If you're subscribed, you're here in the chat. This week, Tama was hanging out in the chat, uh, chopping it up with people while me and John did the uh, did the audio. So shout out to all of our, our Twitch viewers. Uh, thank you all for joining us, and we hope you have a fantastic week. Enjoy wrestling. Like I said, it's... This is it, baby. All Everyone's working together. Everything's great. Enjoy wrestling. Take care of yourselves. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun Series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island. And visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.